Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 1 Episode 9, it's called Hayden Q. So full spoilers for the episode as always, as the title will clearly imply, Q has returned from, from the pilot from Farpoint yep. and he's here, we see his, his big grid again comes up, his big net that stops the ship and mm-hmm. chaos ensues. The, the Enterprise is supposed to be going to help with the disaster. There was a, a, an explosion, some sort of methane explosion. Yeah, something or other. It's always the same. Yeah, so people people are dying. They need to get there to help. And Q, of course, the the scoundrel that he is, shows up at the worst possible moment and hijacks the crew in the ship. Yes, for a like, game of some we do, kind. We're, we're doing my shit now. Forget about all those dying people. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. that's basically it. So it's like a focus on Raker specifically. It kind of becomes more focused on him as the episode goes on. Um, but he basically takes most of the crew, not counting the, the captain uh and also no troy troy's away visiting home for episodes yeah for, for reasons for reasons i mean i don't actually mind it so much like it's, it makes I, it it makes sense in a ship like this that every so often they would get like a bit of away time on their own yeah it's it's it does what was weird though is that they addressed it because like we had wolf missing a few episodes ago and that's true just didn't mention it it was fine yeah, it's probably needless unless like she comes back in an episode and the plot involves you know it involves the fact that she was away at home for a bit like that feeds into the story. In which case, I like the fact that they set it up by saying she was already away, away home for a trip. Sure, but I suspect that won't happen. I suspect it as well. I think it's unlikely, but that's the way that I'd say. No, that, I'm glad they actually mentioned it in the previous because it, it just makes it feel a bit more connected and planned and, and thought out. I would agree, but again, again, even if that's the case, I would not have it in such a expositionary way. Just at the start of, she's away with family. Like, have it come up in a conversation. Uh, yeah, whatever. It stuck out to me as like the opening of the episode. This was not as going to me as what the Flash does now. Well, that's yeah. That's because they have to come up with a different excuse every week. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure. Like, you know, why they didn't have her for this episode. I mean, you know, maybe it was like, oh, we're cutting down some episodes for some actors. I don't know if she was necessarily a regular in season one, so it actually saved money to like cut her from the episode, or if there was just other reasons. Like, I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So it didn't really bother me so much. It's the sort of thing where if they do it every third episode, they say, oh, someone's away on, you know, leave for for an episode. But okay, this is starting to like patchwork, but. Yeah, just once, whatever. That's right. It it made sense that this happens every so often. Um, but yeah, so so the so Q shows up and he takes control of everything. He beams most of the crew down to this random planet, Class M planet, may I add? Uh, naturally, naturally. Uh, because well, it has to be Class M, or they'll all just suffocate and die. Uh, so <laughs> it's a Class M planet, and they it, it kind of sets up that it's going to be like french soldiers that are going to fight but it tends it, it turns out to be these sort of pig-like aliens that just happen to be in french army uniforms yeah just because i just guess because. this is the french thing coming up with picard i guess um i, I you know what? i'm willing to believe that q picked like you know a, a period in french history just to piss off jean luc when he popped up on the bridge in that that uh marshal uniform yeah, yeah exactly and he's like french really yeah, he's he's like extra offended. He's like, "How dare you? How dare you sully the name of Viva la France?" You know, yeah. uh, is basically his thing. So, yeah. But ultimately, the plot of the episode is that he actually wants to recruit Riker. He gives Riker the power of Q. 
so that Riker can also beam people back and forth between the ship. He can heal people, and we see this through a couple of examples. And it's about kind of him trying to like win Riker over, so Riker will give up and join Q. Um, perhaps the most interesting element of this is that the reason why Q is so interested in human beings is because Q and Q, Q kind of is the name for the, his entire people in a way. He's part of Q. Yes, it's the individual and the species. Yes, so he's basically like okay. So Q as an end as a species is really advanced, right? Where you know eons ahead of human beings, but human beings have this thing where we're constantly curious and constantly trying to improve and change. It's kind of part of who we are, and that's a thirst they don't have. So they are eventually they're basically predicting that eventually humans will overtake them because humans have this thirst to keep improving, and they've already improved so much and you know advanced so much and you know, a relatively short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, so, I thought, okay, that's an interesting concept. I actually kind of like that idea. So that's why he's so interested, is that eventually we are going to kind of, like, beam past them in terms yeah. of, uh, you know, not just in technology, but just just in everything. Yeah, uh, well, we, we will be the godlike entities. Uh, you know, beyond that. So, that's an interesting idea, and he wants to win Raker over, because he wants Raker so that they can maybe hope to learn that, that thirst that humans have to keep expanding, and that's why they want Raker. Uh, so the whole thing is basically a test for Riker, and he wants Riker to jump ship, and that's the so we'll get to more of the plot in a bit. But let's ask the question: Cora, did you enjoy Hayden Q? Uh, it wasn't bad actually. It's all right. I'm conflicted. Okay. I liked what I just told you. Everything I just said about the what we learned about Q and why he's, he cares about humans and why he wants Riker. Yeah. I like all that. The actual Riker side of it, though, in the back half of the episode, I had some issues with how that went. Okay. Because, so, so they're down this planet, and Q brings everyone down again, because he actually sends them away at one point, and then brings them back, right? Yeah. And he brings down Wesley this time, because Wesley wasn't there at first. Brings down Wesley. Wesley gets stabbed, he gets speared through the stomach, which was, I'll be honest, very was very satisfying. It was a very nice sight. I, I enjoyed the visual, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And Riker, like, you know, takes command of the power of Q and beams them all back aboard the ship. And it's like, okay, Riker has this power, and everyone's kind of sketchy about it. Picard's kind of like, you did that. Number one, what's happening here? So like, maybe you shouldn't be using this power. Yes. And then they get to the planet they're supposed to save people, and Riker had promised Picard that he wouldn't use the power because it would lead to temptation. And they find this this girl who's already dead, and Riker's like, I could save her, but I made a promise. And then immediately Riker storms back into Picard when he's back on the ship and says, "Damn you for making that, making me, you know, agree to that. Like I could have saved that girl." And this very scene, he's already calling him like Jean-Luc, he's already turning his back on him, he's already, you know, going, yep. you know, like, nuts with power, and then, you know, a scene later, he's got them all there in this meeting, Q shows up again, dressed as a monk, because... <laughs> because Q reasons. Because Q. Um, well, monks bring people into their faith, so I, I, I can kind of see the... You know, he's, he's, he's almost, it's almost a Jedi thing, he's, he's trying to, like, bring him into the dark side, he's the emperor. <laughs> Sure, I wasn't getting that at all. But okay, I'm just I'm comp- I wasn't thinking of Star Wars when I was watching it. I'm now I'm I'm saying that now to give it to you in terms that you would understand, because you I, you're a feeble Star Wars fan of 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 a lesser intellect, and I have to compare it to Star Wars. I can understand monks and religion just fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> Aye, because Star Wars taught you so. So so basically, Raker's like, no, 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 like, I should have this power. We can advance everything we do as human beings because I have this power now. I can give you all your wildest dreams. And he, he, tur- t- he turns Wesley into a, a, a man. 
Yes. Which later, because at first he was silent, he just kind of smiled, and I thought, oh, they're avoiding the awkwardness because he'll have a different voice. And then later on, they actually just dub him with <laughs> with young Wesley Crusher's voice, and it was really funny. I'm not it gonna was, lie. yeah, it was. I was kind of no, and here's the thing: so I actually like all of this stuff. I just it it happens too fast. It happens too fast. Raker just goes from from normal Raker to. No, Jean-Luc, I, will, I am in charge now. He said, I mean, he didn't say that, but that, that's the feeling you get. He, he thinks he's bigger than Jean-Luc now. He thinks he's bigger than the captain. Yeah. He does that in the space of, like, 10 seconds. And the thing is, it was so quick that I thought that Q had done more to him. That Q was, like, manipulating him in some other way, that he'd, he'd done something extra to him. And, no, none of that at all. He, you know, he gives everyone something they want. He, you know, he gives uh, Jordy's eyesight back. He gives Worf a a wife i guess he yeah. he almost turns data into a human but data refuses and everyone else kind of refuses as well you know jordy after taking his visor off which by the way he turned around looked at tash and went you're even more beautiful than i meant they imagined i'm like what when was that ever hinted at that he thought tasha was hot like where did That's this come the, from doesn't, doesn't everyone on this ship i d- I mean, they've established that she's a bit of a sex-hungry maniac. I don't know if they've established that everyone else is into her. I mean, I, I feel like it's just the logical conclusion. I mean, I don't know. It just came out of nowhere for me. I actually laughed out loud. When he turned around and said that, I laughed out loud because I'm just, like, we've built up this mystique now of Tasha being the sex fiend. Uh, but then he's like, no, no, put me back the way I was. This isn't real. It came from Q. This is just, this is, like, essentially uh, a mirage, if you will. Um... And, you know, Data kind of same argument, this wouldn't be real, I don't want this. And then after everyone else refuses, Wesley finally steps in and says, yeah, turn me back into a kid, this is too fast. Which, and this was the other problem I had with Raker's whole thing going too quick, is that as soon as he changed Wesley into a man, right, it's like, okay, you want to be an adult, okay, here you are, you're now, instead of 15, you're 25. I went, but Raker's smart enough to know that you have to go through that development to become who you're going to become. Skipping all that development basically means that he's going to be well, for lack of a better word, underdeveloped as, as a human uh, being, as, as an adult. Uh, well, I mean, typically referred to as a man-child. Sure, as a man-child, yes. Quite and, literally in this case. And I, I feel like Raker would know that. He's smart enough to know which is why I thought that he's not just being himself. But then, once everyone refuses him, he just turns to the captain and smirks and goes, I've been a fool, haven't I? How did you know? You were right all along, Picard. And he's like, you, you have been a fool, quite rightly. And then... After he tells Q to piss off, and they, they kind of like the rest of Q kind of takes him away because Q has been interfering too much. Um, he's got some explaining to do. As, as and and that he failed to get even a human to, yeah. to join them with this amount of power. And Picard, you know, uh, like he sits down. He's like, "Okay, everyone's back to normal. We're back." You know, there's a, there's a little quip about how Q understands space time really well, but you know, he can't fathom humans. And Picard points out, well, maybe space-time, once you actually learn it, because it's, it's science, you know, it's actually quite simple. But you, the human condition is something that even we can't really understand. We just are. Yeah. We are what we are. We can't really explain it. Um, and I'm like, okay, that was a nice little point. And he sits down, and he, he looks across at Raker, and they just kind of smirk at each other. And Picard's like, engage. You know, roll credits. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Reprimand that piece of shit. No! No! <laughs> yes, but... But Riker came to the conclusion himself 
that he, that what we was doing was wrong. No, and he I didn't. Don't... No, 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 no. He didn't conclude shit. He did not like. This is the whole thing. This was meant to be a game for Raker and like Picard at the start was like, yeah, Raker. I trust my number one. He will prove himself. Raker didn't understand or learn shit. Raker did not pass any test. Everyone else passed the test. Yes, Raker yes. just took it in eventually. Yes, exactly. He 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 finally understood. And here's the thing: how many rules did he actually break? This is not about breaking rules. This is about his attitude. This uh, is... No, no, reprimanding someone implies that they broke rules. Okay, he he spoke back to the captain and has a has a general disrespect. Like, I'm just saying, he gets off far too lately. It's as if nothing ever happened. It's just like, haha, lol. What what a fun ride that was. That was weird. Let's move on. Like, yeah, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Raker needs to win me back a little bit after this. They they have damaged his character a little bit for me in this episode. Um. It's fine, I'll grow a beard. <laughs> That'll oh, be when it becomes okay. Yes, the, the beard will erase the sins. But yeah. right now, he's a little bit damaged. I think he was poorly <laughs> written in this episode. Yeah, that's fair enough. It was poorly written. I was convinced that Q would like, mess with his mind as well. And it turns out, no, he literally just went that power mad that quickly because he had this power. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, the <sighs> speed of it is, is probably my only real complaint here. The rest of it, and as I suppose the ending of, of him not, yeah, it's, oh, it's all back to normal, but that's uh, just one of those things where I expect that immediately and, back okay, to normal. Okay, sure. I'm, jo- I'm joking that it should be reprimanded. Maybe reprimand's not the right word. I think Picard should at least be a little uneasy with him for an episode or two. Again. To, you know, he needs to gain his trust back. Again, I do agree with that in theory, but t- TV from this time didn't do that. Not really. So I'm just so, like yeah, but it's whatever. not gonna pass. I'm I'm, I'm calling it like I see it. It's judged by today's standards. How does Star Trek work for us now in 2019? That is oh, all the gonna... amount of things we gave a pass on in, in original series. No, we because... did, but we still pointed them out. We still talked about them. We, we did. St- we still no, addressed we them. And, and and that's what I'm saying. I agree, but I'm willing to let it slide because it's a problem of okay. Time. Yeah, no, like I'm I'm being hyperbolic here. I'm not going to care next episode. I'm just I'm saying that this is one of the worst examples because it's actually kind of hurt his character because it feels like yeah. he's. Right. this easy to manipulate or he's this easy like look the idea that he, if he gets any modicum of power he will immediately just be like yes i'm in charge now screw the captain screw screw yeah. anyone i respect Sh- should probably not be a captain for a while ever <laughs> well, people can grow he needs to be kept in line i don't trust raker <laughs> i don't trust him oh, no. i'll tell you De- definitely, definitely went too quick that, that that is the biggest complaint i have is that like in the space of getting the power, it took about two scenes for him to be p- absolutely power mad. I tell you, I tell you, so I, I laughed, of course, at Jordy being all, oh, Tasha, you're beautiful. I laughed yeah. at that a lot. The other scene I laughed at quite a bit. So when Q first brings him down to the planet and he's sitting there in his, his French uniform and he's talking to Riker about the game and it's going to be a game of life and death, blah, 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 blah. And... You know, he gives them all a drink, and, you know, like, I think Raker takes a sip, and then the rest all get drinks in their hands. Like, it cuts to Worf, and Worf just, like, holds it up and pours it out in front of him, and I just started laughing. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. I just yeah. I, thought, I thought Worf being like, I'm not drinking this. <laughs> Worf has some discipline. Yes. He wouldn't have gone power mad. Yeah, and even when he gets really angry and he's going to fight someone, like, you know, Picard's like, no, 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 you will not attack unless I order it, you know, unless I order it, Worf, and he's like, oh, okay. You know, he'll back down. He, Worf is a higher intellect than Raker. He's on a leash. He's kind of on a leash, yes. Uh, but you know, like he, he, like he, he is more disciplined than Raker is. I'm just saying that. 
Yeah, I don't disagree with that. He's, he's more disciplined. Um, also worth mentioning, Picard did make a wager that if, if Raker passed the test, that Q wouldn't stop meddling in human affairs. Now, I don't believe that he's going to hold to that, but I wonder if it changes the conditions next time he shows up. Like, if he, ha- like if he has to honour that bet, kind of, I wonder if it Rather changes... Rather than just, here's a giant net. Yeah, like, I wonder if he'll show up, but he won't necessarily stop them from what they're doing. Because that will get old, I think, if every time he shows up, it, like, pauses whatever they were doing. Yeah, but it always kind of puts them back at the end, right, in time a little bit. Like, so it almost does, no yeah, time that's true. Passed, So they, they still continue on and save the people. I mean, I'm just thinking of shaking up the formula where, like, next yeah. time maybe he's around and he'll be like, talking over their shoulders and he's just kind of observing, but he's not, like, capturing them all and stopping Being them from doing something. a bit more manipulative. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, uh, it wasn't a bad episode though. It was just like it was it it was rushed to the point where it kind of hurt Raker's character. His writing in this episode made him look bad. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. Um, we can have episodes where our char- act characters go bad or they ha- they have to learn a lesson. That is all fine, but this just went too quick. Especially since he's supposed to be you know number one. He's supposed to, yeah. You hold him to a higher standard. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I don't know, especially because he's the number one implied that, I mean, he should be doing well, better. Well, it's not so much that he's the title of number one, it's that he's number one and he's been shown since the first episode to really, really take strictly the rules and the fact that he's supposed to, like, go down to plants instead of the captain. He's supposed to protect the captain, he's supposed to do all these things. He, he takes the job and the rules of Starfleet very seriously. Yeah. And immediately, within seconds, he's like, no, 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 I'm in charge now. Yes, John, look, sit down. Yeah, Pupu. yes. Pupu, Power. You. Um, see if you just taken that element out of it where he was like kind of you know back talking to to Picard. See see if it was just no. He wanted this meeting to talk about the applications of this power, yeah. and they just kind of played it out from there. It'd have been fine. Yeah, yeah that's true. You know, if he was just doing all those things to like prove what he could do, what he could make better, um, like we could have we could have played with that. We could have worked like, that. Could have worked a bit better. But yeah, the, the, yeah the, I, don't, the, I don't I don't disagree. The power hungry part is what kind of made it made it feel a bit iffy. Yeah, as what it is, I suppose. Uh, but there you go. So what's what's coming up next then? That was episode nine. What is episode ten? See, I remember this time that we do this now. You did. I was on the ball though. I was ready to remind you again. Yeah. So episode ten called Haven. Mm. <laughs> that conjures up certain types of episodes of Star Trek. I, well, let's read the description and find out. But I'm I'm all bit worried. Um, while on a mission to a planet called Haven, Counselor Troy meets her husband to be. A marriage arranged by her father. That sounds like it's following up from her, her going home. It actually might. This, this sounds like this was set up when she was visiting home. Okay, so my problem of it just being <laughs> one-line exposition in the log at the start still stands, <laughs> but it's mildly better. <laughs> but you agreed it was unlikely. I'm a genius! <laughs> I'm a genius! Fuck your balls. You definitely read this beforehand. So, no, I did not. A raised by her father years before as the Enterprise encounters... Uh, sh- years before. Right, yeah. Yeah, but if it's about to happen, then she's probably going back to mm, make preparations. We'll see. If, if it was like, if if this was something that's about to happen, she's seen her parents. This is them telling her the arranged marriage is happening. We're we're, we're we'll making see. preparations. As the Enterprise encounters a ship far deadlier than any combat could provide. All right. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Oh, pardon me. That's weird. I'm hiccuping for a change. You usually yeah. do. Uh, but yeah. So. 
There you go, that was episode 9. Uh, we'll see you next time for episode 10. Let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe, that helps out a lot. As does, of course, going to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. Uh, and at that dollar tier, you get these Star Trek reviews a week early. So you can be ahead of the curve. Uh, but otherwise, get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz. Uh, but once again, thanks you for watching. Thank you for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek. And to everyone but Connor, live long and prosper.